You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. I'm back and I'm ringing the bell. My posse's on the side yelling, go, Nando, go. <laughs> Welcome back, Funkaholics, to another episode. And I'm feeling a little nostalgic, if you couldn't tell with that intro. But we are still on that thriller kick. I don't I don't know if it's the weather right now. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's feeling cooped up in the house. Who fucking knows? But I am here to tell you in today's episode, we are talking misery. See, that's how I'm your number one fan and all. Some nights I just tool on down there and sit outside and look up at the light in your cabin and I try to imagine what was going on in the room of the world's greatest writer. Thank you, Annie. Um, we are trying to figure that out figure that out ourselves. So uh, in today's episode, me and Angela will be breaking down the movie Misery. For those of you who haven't seen Misery, check your horror, cor- horror card into the returns department. Misery is an American psychological thriller directed by Rob Reiner based on Stephen King's novel starring James Caan and Kathy Bates. Short version is the stories about an obsessive fan who holds an author captive and forces him to write her a story. I've got my movie partner in crime back with me, Angela. Hello, Funkaholics. What's going on, Angela? Oh, Annie Wilkes. <laughs> Annie Wilkes. <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. God, she's got so many great ones in this movie, and we are going to list a few of them today. <laughs> I, they're hilarious. They, yeah, they are, are absolutely hilarious. And again, it might be because we're so twisted why we think it's hilarious. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, I would like to know how many people actually were laughing through this movie instead of like scared shitless. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's um, it, it it's another one of those ones that takes you on where you know you've got. You know, you've got some what the fuck moments, you've got some laughter, you've got the holy shit, I can't believe I'm watching this right now moment, you know what I mean? So it takes you a little bit all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, how can somebody be so cuckoo, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And um, shout out to Kathy Bates, Jesus Christ. Uh, We're going to be talking about her character, you know, in, in today's episode. But I mean, talking about nailing a fucking role. Like, she did, I mean, through the roof, all the way to the moon type shit here. <laughs> Her facial expressions. Yes. My God, those facial ex- Like, you just get... um Just creeped out just looking at her facial expressions. I mean... I don't know if you know this, but did you know that Bette Miller actually turned down the role? Yes, thank God she did, because... Kathy Bates was perfect. So perfect. She was perfect. She was, I can't see Bette Miller doing something like that, but yes. Oh, Kathy Bates. (laughs) And she also comes out in American Horror Story, right? Yep. Yes, she does. I remember when I was watching that season, I was like, oh my God. Like, misery just started popping up in my head. I'm like, she's totally going to make this great. Like, no matter what, she's going to make it great. Oh, yeah. She's like putting blood on her face in American Horror Story. It's like. Right. (laughs) 
I believed that it was real. Even if it was pig's blood, I still believed that it was real. She made it seem so real. And this movie is the same thing. Like, she just, it's so gripping. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a heavens to Betsy moment. <laughs> heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like Mr. Sheldon, when he finishes a story... He pops a bottle and does a cheers. No cigarettes here for the Funkaholics, folks. But that's what we do over here. Right before we get into this and start digging in, we do a cheers. I'm ready. Cheers, Angela, to another great episode. Salute. What are you drinking? Okay, so I was so excited. I went a little... Refreshing. I was I was on this cranberry vodka kick. So at this time, I actually made a fresh lemonade with a little bit of honey and some mint leaves and vodka. Ooh, fancy! Way to set yeah. up for the occasion. <laughs> I know. And so my next cocktail, I'm excited. I'm gonna make. It's called um, a lavender tea that I'm also going to add some vodka to it. And it was inspired by a food truck by um, this one, as well as the next cocktail that I'm going to make um, by a food truck that I ran into when I used to live in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma city. And it was delicious. So I can't remember the name of the food truck, but oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a Cuban food truck and it was just amazing. I, I love food trucks. So whoever is a food truck owner or eater, oh my gosh, it's straight to my heart. I love, 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 love food trucks. I find that food. I find that very surprising coming from you. Why? Food trucks? Oh, I love them. The, uh, I mean, I'm we're talking about high maintenance here. So food trucks, <laughs> I'm extremely confused right now. That explains why we have fucking snow in Albuquerque right now. <laughs> Oh my god you guys are getting hit hard yeah we are <laughs> it is stupid i don't know what happened but um new mexico is a desert i i don't know i just i have to say that to somebody right to let them know to stop making it snow you guys have had a lot of snow this year and the end of last year my yep. gosh yeah um this morning like when i got up it was like in the god it was in the 15 to 20 range um uh, and yeah like so literally like we got snow most of the day yesterday but it was so cold like it turned the roads icy um and then later that night later that afternoon it started snowing again but it was real real light so i don't think it made it through the rest of the night because when i looked in my backyard to let mercy out um it, it wasn't there was a layer you know what i mean but it wasn't too bad yes. like what i was expecting but I would say more the, you know, the, the cold was, the cold air was just like, ugh, I didn't, I was ready for it to go bye-bye. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, it's perfect because the weather is, I mean, perfect weather for misery because it's supposed to be filmed in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. And they're having like this huge snowstorm. So perfect day to get Annie Wilkes and Paul Sheldon together <laughs> yes excellent catch there so you know where i was going with that 
<laughs> so the characters that we have are James Caan, who is playing Paul Sheldon. We have Kathy oh, Bates. I love him. I love him. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Sunny. Sunny. Sunny from from The Godfather. How yes. do you not know who How Sunny do you not is? know who he is, right? Kathy Bates, Miss Annie Wilkes. And then we've got I had to put him in Angela because, you know, we always, you know, in these thrillers, we always find a hero or, you know, someone to cheer for. And oh, who better to gosh. cheer for than Richard Farnsworth? Was Farnsworth oh. who plays Buster? Buster. Buster <laughs> is the Tom of Run. Yes. <laughs> he is the jack of all trades in that town. Oh, it's- I love him. Who would you like to speak to? The sheriff? <laughs> the chief of police? Well, it doesn't matter because I'm both. The deputy. <laughs> <laughs> the, ta- the, town, the town mayor. <laughs> And then what does he say that he's also like the department of like uh, our, uh, police yeah. department association? <laughs> <laughs> but don't ask me about fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you want some bad fishing advice, then I'm your guy. But <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> oh, he is. He is freaking awesome. So we were just talking about snow and that's how this movie starts out. And I've got a bone to pick with how they started this movie off. (laughs) So Paul Sheldon is, you know, finishing up at the hotel that, or the cabin that he stays at or whatever. And, you know, he just finished writing his story and, you know, he gets into a 65 Mustang and there's a fucking blizzard outside. Granted, he's driving uphill too. And he's driving like a fucking jackass. So yeah, he is. This is where the movie starts, and this is where, like, a little bit of my frustration started, you know, where I'm yelling at the TV, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You're in a 65 Mustang, you don't have no fucking chains on the tires, (laughs) and you're just driving like you're on the regular road. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and he's driving to and from New York. Not the New York weather is any better, but, I mean, you're talking, it's all... You know, central to northeast. And the weather's not going to get any better. And you're driving this car. And you're right. He's driving like a jackass to the point where, of course, he's holding on to his manuscript that he just finished typing, right? Yep. And it's just going all over the place. I mean, he has literally no traction. Yeah. And then you can tell, like, right off the bat, the moment, you know, like, it, it only takes, like, a minute, two minutes into the movie where he loses control of the car, which we all knew or were expecting to happen. (laughs) Here's another bone that I got to (laughs) pick. So the car flips over, it rolls down the hill. Um, We see him kind of, you know, in and out of it. And then all of a sudden there's a crowbar going into the fucking door. Now here's my other bone to pick. Why the fuck is Annie walking around with a fucking crowbar? (laughs) Out there in this in this winter snow, you know what I mean? And she's she's the one to, you know, to, to rescue him. You know, she jams a crowbar into the door. She opens it up. She yanks him out. She starts giving him some very awkward CPR. <laughs> a lot more rescue breaths than compressions. But, you know, hey, <laughs> she might have been starstruck. <laughs> she is a licensed nurse. Yes, she is a licensed nurse. <laughs> <laughs> because she's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's why she has a 
a crowbar in our car. You're right? fucking crazy. <laughs> I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I started analyzing the movie, but you know what I mean? I've, I've seen the movie before, so I know I'm having fun with it, but you know, there, there's she some. She literally throws him over her shoulder. Yes. And thank you. Like a rag doll. And, and starts walking with him over her shoulders. Like, he's like, you know, like they do like the lambs or, you know, the pigs or whatever in a farm. N- not that I grew up in a farm that I would do that. But <laughs> but that's how she's carrying him. Like, he's like over his shoulder, over her shoulders. And she's walking through feet of snow like yep. nothing. Yeah. Because she's fucking crazy. Because she's crazy. <laughs> she's just got this uh, superhuman killer power, too. <laughs> We, uh, we, we love Annie, though. We love we Annie, love though. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to me. What did you think about the part where Annie is cleaning him up and, you know, she kind of gives a story on, like, how she became a fan and, you know, she discloses, like, a fucking couple of weird, weird things that that you should just... Paul should start to be like getting getting to be nervous, you know, because she talks about being the number one fan, but then she's also shaving him at the same time and telling this story, like talking about like some cinematic fucking like uh, amazing shit going on here. You know what I mean? Like cinematic gold. Um, yeah, but he's eating it up though. Like he he's is, like, yeah. you know, he's like, yeah, like he has no idea what he's getting himself into, and he's like, yeah, say that again. You know, what was that last part? And he's just eating it up, and <clears throat> he is. You're right. She's shaving him with a, a like a flat bl- blade, and she's just like, I, you know, don't don't move. And I mean, it's a close shape and he just moves like suddenly and it's like oh my god right (laughs) she just almost accidentally (laughs) cut his throat (laughs) but yeah no and he's just eating it up and he has no idea um it's almost like he's flirting with her at that moment you know what i mean like yeah yeah exactly it's like bro what the fuck like you know she's got a blade in her hand She's telling you this fucking crazy story, how she became a fan and how she's been fucking watching you. I mean, she literally broke it down and told him like when he fucking checked out of the cabin. Yes, yes. (laughs) And how she would watch his cabin and how she was kind of following him. Not kind of. You know you were following him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "Eh, you know, I know. And uh, mind you, it's a small town. So everybody's going to know when he gets there. Yep. Everybody's going to know when he leaves um, or how long he's been there. Everybody's going to know. So, of course, she's his number one fan. So, of course, she's going to know. I mean, in a sense, luckily, she was there. But, damn. (laughs) It was it came with a price. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. And 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 there's a. as we get further in the podcast, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to be talking about, and you guys are going to start to be able to develop in your own head how fucking cuckoo Annie is. Um, what did you think about Annie getting a hold of the script? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and what what was it? She was like on page thirty or page seventy five, and she's so he's just like, well, you know, what did you think? And she goes off about she goes off <laughs> about the cussing from kids, and he's just like, it's, it's the swearing Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's the swearing Paul. <laughs> She can't stand the swearing. <laughs> and so just to give you guys an idea, I pulled a soundbite from Angry Annie. See what you made me do. See what you made me do. <laughs> Soup everywhere. Soup everywhere. But, I mean, the whole time she goes off on this tangent about cussing and stuff like that, you know, and, 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 and she's got her own cuss words, her own cuss vocabulary. Like I said, you know, we've got these... These great Annie quotes that she comes through, you know, in the movie that, like I said, we're going to be talking about. Um, but um, what, did, what did you think, Angela, when when she's reading the story and that's what she had to bitch about? You know, it, it, it gives us a really good glimpse of um, how crazy she really is, because you see her go through these emotional stages so rapidly. And this is where Kathy Bates is such an amazing actress because he's just laying in the bed, like listening to her. And she hates, she gives an example about um, going to the bank. <laughs> She's like, here's your bastard of a check. Like nobody talks like that. And he's like, but we did like, you know, I'm, I'm from New York. Like, that's how we all talk. And she is just not having it. She does not like any forms of swear words. And so she, it's so funny, too, because at the very end, she, she even tells him, like, I love you, Paul. Like, she's just so, I mean, just psycho. Yes. She just goes through all these emotional changes. Um, and he can't even keep up with her. You could see it in his face, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with her? And 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 so she starts kind of like physically shaking the soup from the bowl. And, you know, yeah, she yells at him and and tell and you know, like your sampai, look at what you made me do. And he's just staring at her like <laughs> what the fuck? Right. And, but again, I mean, Kathy Bates just she's so amazing because that's the very first clip that you see her just go nuts on him. Yes. <laughs> and then I think at that point he's probably thinking like, fuck. <laughs> oh my god. And she can do zero to sixty in in the snap of a finger, guys. Like yes. that's how in like a millisecond. Yes, that's how quick she can, you know, she can uh she can turn that attitude and, and... Yeah, and mind you, she's already told him, the roads are, are closed, the phones are not working, and she has him look at his legs, and his legs are horrible. Just broken, fractured, displaced, and he, there's nowhere that he can go. There's nowhere that he can go. So now he knows he's fucked. They, they look really bad, and... I'm glad that you brought up brought up the 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 way his legs looked in the in the movie because they they give you like a brief look they don't give you like a full you know like a, like a full like picture of this but um, I'm glad you brought that up because I pulled a couple of things um, from the history of misery and his legs 
were made with um, wire prosthetics and built out of gelatin. I saw that. And, I mean, whoever did the costume for that movie, when it comes to the legs, and obviously we'll talk about the the infamous scene, but they did such a great job, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean... You could even see the bumps as if, you know, the 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 skin was just swollen. And, yeah. I mean, just absolutely, like, completely bruised and cut. And, I mean, you could tell, like, there was some areas that there was lack of circulation because of the inflammation of the injury. But, I mean, they did such a wonderful job. And to think, you're right, and to think, like, the costume, you know, is gelatin and wires. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mold, right? They know they know the trauma that was going on with those legs. So yeah, it's... you definitely felt the the hurt. You definitely <laughs> felt it. It's like, damn, poor guy. <laughs> and and I mean, she's making um, what was it? A crutch and a piece of wood or something? Yes. To to make like the brace to splint for the him. legs. Yeah. To splint him, and it was just. Uh, a bunch of makeshift shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and and she's like, you can hear the bones moving. It's like, oh, yeah. like you can hear the, you can hear it. <laughs> and it's it's funny the way she's talking about putting him back together. I mean, literally like fucking Paul Sheldon was Humpty Dumpty and she put him back together. Yes. Like she's telling him, she's like, took me a moment to get your shoulder, you know, popped back in, but I got it. And, you know, and then she starts talking about his legs and the the description that she gives like you can tell this lady is like you, you know she's couple she's a couple quarters short of a dollar you know what i mean like there's <laughs> and and i think that's where paul starts kind of figuring things out because um the first time you know when he was kind of in and out of it she so she shoved some pills down his throat like literally you know stuck her fingers mm-hmm. in there and it's like you're going to take these pills well, then the second time she goes to give him the pills and he's like, what are these? And then that's where she gives him the, the you know, she tells him these are for pain. So, you know, for 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 me and Angela, we know movies that, that deal with pills. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and we'll be talking about that later in the podcast. But um, I just thought, you know, there was a lot of great things going on here. Uh, just really, really cool stuff. So she even had an IV on him. Yes. She did hook him up with an IV. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, Annie. Right? <laughs> you know well, what? You're a registered, you're a registered licensed nurse, so okay. <laughs> right. Um you know what would be crazy is um um where was I going with this? So you know how we watch run and we've got Chloe and um fuck, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Diane? Diane, yes, thank you. Um, Maybe Diane is Annie's daughter. (laughs) 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 You know, um, there's a lot of... uh, there's a there's a, a lot of things that we can put together here and you know like resemblance of my gosh <laughs> of things it that is. are happening here. <laughs> it is. It is and I, and I wrote some things down because I was thinking the same thing. I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, like 
not not thinking that it was her daughter, but just how crazy like this this mirror image of these two movies are. But it wasn't as if it was. Um, you know, like when you watch a movie and you think of like, oh, this reminds me of so-and-so and it's just so off-putting. No, like they were both such great movies and they had their own um, thriller that really, really grabbed you um, that I could really, really, really appreciate both films individually. Uh, we we watched Run, you know, twice and obviously Misery when when did it when did it come out? Was it like it was like in the early nineties? I think wasn't it? I think, and I think the book was released in eighty seven, and then the, they made the movie in nineteen ninety. Yeah, and I can't even think of how many times I've seen this movie, and it still gets me. Like I'm still like cracking up and thinking like you're crazy, Andy. And I'm sure like Run's gonna be the exact same way because they were written so well. Yes. But the similarities are there. I'm like, I could so see Diane doing this. Or, hey, Diane did that too. <laughs> right? Like the pills. <laughs> she must have seen Misery. <laughs> she must. Yeah, she did her homework. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's always the legs. Yes. It's always the legs. It's always the legs. Like, you got to cut them off at the legs. <laughs> it can't go anywhere. <laughs> um. So let's get a, let's get away from Annie and Paul for a moment and let's talk about Buster's wife. Oh, Virginia. She's so Ooh, dirty. <laughs> my God, Virginia. There's still a lot of gasoline in that sex tank. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, she oh, is. Oh my she's, God. She's a cochina lady. Right. <laughs> I, I almost, like her though. She's funny. <laughs> she's got spunk, right? She yeah. she was funny. Like while they're driving, she's got her hand on his leg, and Buster's just like, "Hey, you're supposed to be a deputy right now, not not my wife." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, always trying to you know do something. But I love their relationship together because a couple of times he even tells her like, you know, it's that type of spunk because she's being a smartass, right? Right. It's that type of that keeps our relationship alive yeah <laughs> she does because you know there's moments where you know he's looking for something and you know like when when he orders all those books and she's just like what the hell are you gonna do with these and he's like well i'm trying to figure you know i'm trying to puzzle this thing together and figure out you know he's he's being a uh, detective and, mm -hmm. and he's good. Yeah, and she and she's not having anything to do with it. Like she, she lightens the mood and cracks a joke, and you know that's where he gives her back that remark. Like you know, it's that spice in our relationship that, <laughs> <laughs> that keeps our relationship yeah. alive. And, yeah, and of course she has her. He has her driving when he realizes the tree branch is broken. Yep. And he he goes out. She ha he has her pull over, and he goes to start looking, and realizes the snow is deeper than he thought, and he gets stuck. <laughs> She's like, "Do you need some help?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm having fun. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "The snow is like up to his chest and armpits." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did he get out? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> He pushed himself out real easy, but I mean, he wasn't going any deeper. He's like, fuck this. I'm going back up yeah. the hill. 
<laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, he's just playing straight to her. Like if he's out there, he's dead. Like yep. there's just no way he's buried. He's buried, but he does such a great job. I mean, it's a small town and I'm sure there's a lot of things that don't go on in that town, but I mean, he does, I mean, he, he really, really pays attention to a lot of the things that, you know, kind of stick out to him and he, and he runs with that and he does, he does a great job. He's really good. That's why he's, you know, the chief of police and the sheriff of the town. Yep, exactly. You don't need another one. <laughs> you got Buster. I can do it all. <laughs> so, but you can call me Buster. Yeah, but you can call me Buster. Um, so we've, you know, we're talking about Buster and we're talking about Virginia. And um, we've got another great character in this uh, in this movie. And that's Misery. Misery pays a visit to Paul and the look on Paul's face <laughs> is one to remember. <laughs> I told you I was your number one fan. <laughs> he's all disgusted. Yeah, he is. He's so disgusted. Yeah, I'm starting to believe you. Like you can tell his attitude is starting to come out, but I gotta say something that is so cute and funny at the same time. So I was looking at the cast and misery the pig is on there as itself. No way. <laughs> yes, you have to look it up. That is on that awesome. I, on that I am is it BD, I think? IMDB. Yeah, it says um misery the pig. And then on the bottom it says self. <laughs> <laughs> my misery <laughs> that is too funny what did you think about that whole thing and i mean you know paul's like like you let a pig into the house like what the fuck but i mean he's gotta be he's gotta be realistic he's gotta look he's he's at a like a fucking farm you know what i mean so of course there's gonna be a pig running through the house <laughs> Yeah, and it's not a little pig. This thing is huge. Yes, he's a big boy. This thing <laughs> or is Or she's a big huge. girl. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a big girl. She is huge. And Annie Brooks is like making her uh, pig noises, chasing after her, right? Oh, my and God. I would like to know. I, I would love to ask Kathy Bates, like, did you just stick that in there and just do it? Or was it really part of the script? Because... She did so well. <laughs> I think if I was there, I would have probably started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that was a moment for me where I was laughing because right at the end where she turns around and looks at it, <laughs> makes that face and the sound. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's officially Looney Tunes. <laughs> she is. She is. Like, she jumped over the bridge. She's done. Like, she's beyond yonder <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i said his whole face the whole time he's like 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 shut the fuck up kind of face like <laughs> disgusted he just can't he just he's he's over being there he just does not want to be there anymore yep <laughs> and of course he's a city guy he's from new york he's a big city boy and he's probably like oh god this lady and it's just, and she's just so awkward throughout the whole movie. Because even one of the times when she gives him the little picture to go, to go, you know, pee in, she's just standing there watching him as he's trying to use the bathroom under the blanket. It's just so, it's she's just so awkward. Um, 
and of course to her, she's being a nurse. And but yet at the same time, her her personality, her true personality comes out. And it's 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 creepy at the same time. It's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, absolutely. Um one hundred percent. It's <laughs> And, and, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about Kathy Bates, like so much and the phenomenal job that she did. Um, what did you think of some of her crazy quotes? <laughs> How much did you like those? <laughs> I'm, I just, for me, I, cause I, I swear so much <laughs> to me, it makes me laugh. Like all her quotes just make me laugh. It, they're so they're so funny. Like she, she does not. Cut. And then when she does cuss, she's like, damn, or, you know, just something really mild. And I mean, her, when she's, she hasn't burned a script. Right. And yep. that was one of the, one. that's one of your sound bites, but, um, she, she makes him burn his script and you could tell, like, he is just horrified because obviously he's, uh, a, a, a huge writer. I mean, he's a very well-known writer and he's writing this book. And at the beginning, he expresses how much he wants to get rid of the misery novels and write something else and something that's important to him. And she makes him burn it. And it's just so painful. And of course, she brings in the grill into the bedroom. Like that alone is crazy. <laughs> but she, you know, um, gets the lighter fluid and she makes him light it on fire and she, tur- she she has him turn it on. She makes him do it. And I think that's even more painful that she makes him do it. Oh, the, and then, the way she, she propositions him to doing yes. it. Like she's walking back and forth around the bed. And the whole time she's talking, she's like, a, it's like she was like a, a priest all of a sudden. Cause she's just splashing lighter fluid. The lighter fluid. Like all over his bed while she's giving yes. him this like. This, the speech. Yeah, the speech. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you, we talk about great acting, and this is yeah. it right in front of your eyes. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. And and she and then, so because she's such a huge fan of him, she knows everything about him. And she even tells him, like, because he's trying to say, um, they already have a copy of the script, so it doesn't matter if I burn this one because he's trying to bluff his way out of having to burn it. Yep. And and she's like, yeah, right. I know. I know everything you do. I know everything. I know this is the only copy you have. You know, and and it's so sad, but scary at the same time because he knows that she's right. Yeah. That she has him, and she knows she's calling his bluff. And and <laughs> he turns and he turns on the book, and it's like flames in the bedroom. The curtains are, have like ash on them, and the whole time she's like, "Oh, oh, heavens to Betsy!" Yeah. Trying to turn it off with her hand, right? <laughs> it's like, like that's how crazy you are. Instead of saying something a normal person would say, like, "Oh, fuck the curtains," right? No, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah and she's just like oh oh and she's like pat it like the whole, the whole house is almost ready to start on fighters she's just yeah. patting it down she's like heavens to betsy <laughs> heavens to betsy <laughs> <laughs> my my all-time favorite quote from her is cock <laughs> oh my gosh you cock a <laughs> 
I mean, just some of the things that she says is just so hilarious. But Heavens to Betsy has to be one of my favorites because it's like, I think the moment is probably what made it even more precious for me. <laughs> right. Because you could see Paul Shelton's face. Like, he's just like so depressed. He just turned that whole manuscript on fire. And it's like, I'm not going to be able to get that back. Like, you write something like that and you're not going to be able to do that all over again. You can't recreate that. And, and she just makes him burn it up. And, and she has no idea what she just made him do. And I mean, she, maybe she does. And she just does not care because of the swearing. It's yep. the swearing, Paul. It's, it's the, the swearing. swearing. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe I pulled a soundbite from that part. Let me double check here. Let's see. you that was part of it you dirty bird you dirty bird <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like and and you would think if you would see if you would hear it from somebody else like from granny or something you dirty bird you, you dirty know bird. it's like yeah it's different but when she says it you're like holy shit <laughs> yep and then the other one mr man <laughs> Mr. Man. Mr. Man. <laughs> That's, I guess she uses that when she's flirting. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I think when, when they wrote this script, she, she must have just rehearsed this to the max because she hits every single one of those, you know, um, phrases like, you could feel the anger in everything she says. You could feel it. And like I said, I mean, there, it's not, she's not, it's like, I would rather you cuss at me than tell me something like that because that's just creepy yeah, and scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about Paul's sarcasm? Like, as we see him getting better, you know, his, he's starting to get a little fucking, you know, grouchy and all this. And, um, when she finally puts him in the wheelchair and she's moving him and he's like, Oh, what I always wanted to see the other side of the room. <laughs> I have a surprise for you. <laughs> like, and then he's like, if I would have known it would have been this exciting, yeah. I would have burned all my bugs. <laughs> I want to say probably my best Paul Shelton part is when he flips her off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause he's looking out the window and she's like playing outside with her pig misery and um, she's like waving, hi, pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> and he like flips her off. Like, <laughs> it's just so hilarious because it's like the true him. And she's like, you're such a kidder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he means it because I know I would mean it. Oh, fuck <laughs> I yeah. I would probably do two fingers. <laughs> Especially after what she fucking did. But um, what did you think about the reaction when he told her about the paper and it's smudging? Cause she's over there trying to brag to him and tell him like, I bought the most expensive paper that they have. And you know, just this typewriter for you to write and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh, I kind of need you to go back and get a different one because this one smudges. So he literally like when he types it, he pulls the paper out and she's just like, Oh, well, I guess it does. <laughs> and that's when she has like yeah. that breakdown where she's like, you know, anything else I could do for you? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so, mind you, the guy's so healing. I just, oh, you could feel the pain when she just slams that rim of paper on him. And there was no way around it. There was no way around it. Because he tries to tell her in a nice way. Like, I just want you to be part of my project and know everything. Like, he's trying to play the part and trying to stay alive. Um, kind of like, you know, when we talk about Run and how Chloe, you know, is trying to be a step ahead. Yes. To, you know, to help her stay alive as well. And and Paul Shelton does the same thing. Like, he's trying to, you know, even tell her... Um, I want you to be part of everything. So this is the reason why. And he shows her. And what does she do? I mean, she's just like constantly not liking that he is, has, of, of course, a, a personality that comes out. And he's not grateful. I mean, and that's one of the things that she tells him. Like, I pick up after you. I clean after you. I cook for you. And again, it's literally the same thing that Diane tells Chloe and Run, mm-hmm. and and it's like you know she tells him like how ungrateful he is, and she just slams that rim of paper, and he's grabbing his balls because it's like <laughs> oh, like holy shit, like this fucking hurt, and you could tell it's like he's sitting in the wheelchair, and and to be Paul Shelton at this point just to play that character must have been so hard because your character is literally either lying down the whole time or sitting down in the wheelchair the whole time or dragging yourself you know it's like it's like chloe all over again it's such a hard character to play but he did such a great job you could really really feel I, there was uh, so many times that my toes were just curled because I was just like, ah, like, holy crap, that shit would hurt. And he does such a great job. He does so great at, you know, gripping you. Um, but she has, she loses it uh, yet again. She loses her mind. And he's, I mean, I just don't think that there was anything that he could have done because I think, doesn't she even tell him, like, um, if I die, you die because nobody knows you're here. I think she even tells him, like, you need me. Yeah. And and he realizes, like, fuck, she's right. Yeah. That's, uh, she drops that on there. And, and I think the reason why it blew up in her face is because I think she was already, like, pre planning and saying, like, he's going to light up like a Christmas tree when I put these things in front of him. And then mm-hmm. when I give him the explanation, but it all backfired, you know what I mean? So that's why she, like we said, people, she can go from zero to 60 in the snap of a finger, you know? Um, it made her realize she wasn't good enough in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing is funny how you were saying that, you know, it had to have been tough for him to be laying in bed and stuff like that. Well, for the shooting, he had to be in bed for like 15 weeks. And he said... <sighs> He started like James Cannon started like like started um thinking that the the director was playing a sadistic joke on him like fucking with him but he literally had to you know to be in bed while they were doing all of this acting and recording and you know all that so talking about actor dedication right wow it's just i mean just physically 
physically being able to do that. I, and, and we've all had a little bit of a taste of what it's like to have to be stationary when you're not used to being stationary, you know, with COVID season being amongst us. But, and it can be frustrating. I mean, I can't even imagine having to be stationary for so long um, when you're not used to being that kind of character. Right. It's, and it must have been just oh, so hard for him. <laughs> uh, and the wheelchair, too, my gosh. Oh, I know. It's always in the, like, the, uh, his legs are always lifted, too. Cause, like, there was a point where I was sitting there and I'm like, why doesn't he just fucking put the legs down? But then I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. His, or, you know, at the, at, I, I think when she first had him in there, were his legs still in those fucking, um, like the splints? Yeah, and those splints that she... The sh no, I'm they thinking, weren't. I don't think they were. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking they must have been, especially for circulation purposes, too. Right. You wouldn't want them dangling. But remember, she kept saying, she was saying that you could hear his bones move. So I'm sure for the uh, authenticity of it, they probably had to keep him with yeah. his legs straight that way. <laughs> you're That's right. It's true. like, yeah, that would <laughs> suck, right? <laughs> so, speaking of Paul in the wheelchair, you know, curiosity is starting to happen. Oh yeah. And you know, he uh, he sees a couple of things. You know, talking about you know survival skills here. You know, he sees the what is that? What was that? Like a hairpin on the floor. He picks that up. Yeah, and he, her, her bobby pin. Your mm -hmm. bo her bobby pin. Somehow he figures out how to fucking open the door with it. <laughs> I, and you can tell, like he's in, he's he's in his head, and he's just like, I've seen this in a movie, so let's see if it works. And then <laughs> he unlocks it, and it works. So he's like, "All right, time to explore." So, what did you think about that part where he, where he's passing by her little ceramics, and he fucking nudges, he hits the table, and that that penguin fly or like, falls it off the falls, yeah. Right? And his spidey sense kicked in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just snagged that. It's like, ooh. <laughs> so, like, I was holding my breath at that moment, right? Right. So let me ask you this. Did you think anything when he placed it? No. No? No. No. When she comes back and tells him, I was like, pinche loca. Right. See, and I was thinking, I'm like, dude, it was facing the other way. Like, no, I would, put it I, back. I, I did not catch. I got to be completely honest. I did not catch that. But you're right. It's like, if you know you're going to move something, you got to make sure you move everything back to where it was. Especially I would have not caught that. Especially with someone that lives home, you know, lives alone. I mean, yes. Who like. Obviously, she obsesses over shit. You know what I mean? And yeah, because then he sees his shrine. Yes. Yep. And a picture that he signed for her. He signed for her. Yep. He says, Paul Shelton, best wishes. It's like, <laughs> holy fuck, you've met her. Yep. <laughs> you've known this lady. <laughs> you know her. That's the worst. Which is, of course, again, being in, you know, in. Uh, having a degree in criminal justice that's that's the one thing they tell you it's somebody you know <laughs> right <laughs> somebody you've met it's like <laughs> fuck he fell right into it he fell right into it <laughs> so speaking of fuck 
what 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 did you think about Paul's first page when when he uh when he started typing? Yeah, he's like he's like fuck 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 yeah. fuck, right? And then he like takes it out, and I'm thinking like Paul, you better hurry up and get rid of that because if she finds it, yeah, you're gonna be a deep she's shit, bud. Shit again. <laughs> you better get rid of that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the swearing paul the it's swearing the paul swearing. <laughs> she's fucking crazy bro but i love her i just love yes, her yes <laughs> you you can't help but love her because of how fucking looney tune she is um and again we're like here cracking up but it's it I, literally i'm watching the movie and cracking up over the same thing <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and people that i've watched it with are looking at me like you're fucking crazy. Yeah. You're crazier than her. <laughs> we got a little bit of Annie in us. <laughs> we got a little bit of Annie and Diane in us. <laughs> but we won't act out on those feelings, guys. No. <laughs> Just, no. Which, always remember which, that. If we can keep it under control. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is that more dangerous? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. If they, We might have to talk to Byron Belasco about a movie that we would want to make. <laughs> about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that evil sinister laugh (laughs) i know right (laughs) so so we're we're talking about paul you know typing and you know doing all these things and you know he's he's getting the story going and he's allowing annie to read in chapters so we see the obsession come to life you know where annie literally does say like i am your number one fan because she's you can see her moods changing with the way that the the chapters go, you know, and she's like, oh, this was such a great, a great chapter, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she's floating. Then, you know, there's like the part where she just comes in and fucking all hell breaks loose. So there's, there's a couple of things here, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Angela, is... So in that development and the way, you know, the way it's going and, you know, the way we see her emotions, you know, from her, you know, the excitement to the, you know, to the lows, um, we, we see all that going on with Annie and, you know, we kind of see, you know, we, we see the way that Paul's looking at her, you know, every time she comes in and she's got to give her opinion about something or ask questions about what's going to happen next. What did you think when... Paul was getting close to the end of the the end of the book or the end of the story and he tells her would you join me in dinner <laughs> her face right oh my god the way she reacted like she was just like in a in a daze like she had like a glaze over her eyes she She's like, oh, Paul. And it's like creepy. <laughs> but he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had to he had to plan it because he's been trying to be in that step ahead. And, you know, he's like, um, would, you, would you have dinner with me? And she's just like, if I would have known, you know, somebody would have told me one day I was going to be having dinner with Paul Shelton. I would ask what like they were pulling and it's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. You're so fucking <laughs> psycho. And and he's like excited. He's really giddy about it because he knows that um this is his chance. This is his chance. And so it, and and one of the things that I really liked about about when he 
is rewriting the book because she makes him rewrite the book. She finds out that he kills her her character and she's not having it. So mm-hmm. she makes him rewrite the book and he he creates a character and makes her the grave digger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the crazy she's like, thing. She's like, you can leave that part in. If yeah, you want. she didn't, like she didn't mind it. <laughs> she loved she it. She absolutely <laughs> loved it. Like it changed everything else, but you can leave me as the great digger. Right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> she was she was happy and and she's just so oblivious, like completely oblivious. But he had to get ready for it because this was the only chance that he was gonna have. Like right. this was it. Yep. This was it. Because we knew he was doing something. And, you know, he, so we got to remember guys, while this, while this whole thing is going, Paul's plotting and he's figuring out things that he can do. So, you know, we don't want to give all of them. You gotta, you gotta watch it for yourselves. And for those of you who have already seen the movie, you already know what's going on. So one of the things that was one of my laughing or another one of my laughing moments was when they sit down at the dinner table and he takes a bite of his food, (laughs) it's just like, hmm. Fucking meatloaf mixed with spam, bro. And spam. <laughs> fresh tomatoes. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> it gives it that extra little zip. She said. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, and uh, there's something going on with her with spam because remember when the first time she serves him when he's in bed for breakfast, there's fucking spam on the plate with eggs. <laughs> She gives him like two slices of spam. Yes. Is, okay, so anybody that's listening, I am so sorry, but spam is disgusting. <laughs> I had the opportunity to have a taste of spam when I was like very little, and I said never again. That thing is like a mold of I don't know what it is. It's got a lot of fat, like gelatin fat, leftover. I don't know. Is it cartilage? Is it fat? Is it skin? It's like a mold of something. I don't know what it is. I don't think the people that work at Spam knows what it is. Right, what they're putting but, into it. It's a secret. Yes, it is a secret recipe. The, the, the extra zip in the meatloaf is like, ooh. But he's like uh, trying to um, like really, really get her drunk right yep. and, and pour it with wine in her glass and she's like <laughs> she's so giddy about yeah, it yeah <laughs> she is <laughs> she she's is totally so she's totally eating up what he's what he's a uh, little show that he's putting on for her <laughs> oh my gosh and and it it's kind of it's i understand what he was trying to do but it's it's kind of um misleading for her Mm -hmm. but i think she catches on because i think what happens in that scene was not by accident i think she catches on something's up something's up yeah she's um she's she's pretty smart she's uh clever yeah even though she's bad shit crazy she's (laughs) um you know there's the the wheels are still turning up there and you know in the right direction when it comes to demented shit, you know what I mean? And like, you mm-hmm. know, being one, being one step ahead of your victim. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think about Paul's exercise routine? <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. So dude, those typewriters were freaking heavy. Back yeah, they in the were. Day. 
Yeah, they, they were. were freak- I mean, they were like completely metal, I want to say. And I, I mean, cast iron kind of metal. And I, I, it's so funny because you, I guess when you're a victim, you have to think of things like that. You have to get strong. Um, maybe not necessarily for the wheelchair, but to be able to scoot around um, or even, uh, if you have to eventually get out and you can't physically walk, right? He knows. It's one of the things that I thought was just crazy is that her house is so remote that the the street, the road to get to her house is so freaking long that you could hear um, almost like a mile away when somebody's driving up to her house. And I think a couple of times that's what saves him because he can hear her coming. But at the same time, it's like, how are you going to get out? If you do free yourself, how, how is anybody ever going to find you? How, is any, how are you going to be able to get a hold of anybody if you can't walk? Little, little drive. You're not going to be able to drive exactly. because his legs aren't strong enough. So, of course, he, he gets, he gets the, he gets the uh, typewriter. And he's like, you know, using it like if they're free weights. <laughs> yeah, he's doing shoulder presses. <laughs> he's doing shoulder presses like it's free weights, right? <laughs> and and one of the times she walks in and he's all like trying to hurry up. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still trying to baby his shoulder too, right? Trying yep. to make it, just trying to still play the part, like like he's in excruciating pain, which I think him as well was very clever. How he continuously. Is like oh, I'm so much in pain, and you know, and yeah. he's perspirating because he's been roaming the home. <laughs> yep, and she gets back, and he's got to get his ass back to his room. <laughs> Man, does he hustle? <laughs> and then he's got to lock the door again. It's like oh, yep. The CO returned, and the prisoner had to get back to his cell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put everything back. Yeah. In place. <laughs> He's even trying to close the door. If that was my dumbass, I would have probably smushed my fingers on that door when he's trying to close it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, with all that going on, guys, um, we get to, we get to the, you know, we, we talk about all these things that, you know, Paul's been doing and, you know, he's been curious and. He's roaming around the house, like Angela said, and, you know, he's not paying attention to the shit that he's doing. Well, Annie picks up on it, and that leads us to the iconic scene. So I'm going to play a little soundbite for you, and then me and Angela are going to go in and talk about it. And if God... Shh, God. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. Hey, please! Talking about a what the fuck moment. This is where, guys, I can't tell you when I when I first seen this movie and and I saw this scene. This is the one where I'm literally my ass is either on the edge of my chair or I am like in the uplift in the in the upright position, just 
trying to pull myself back together to realize what I just watched. And we don't want to give you too much because you need to see this for yourselves. For like I said, you know, when I was telling you, Angela, in the, in the last podcast where there was, you know, some people where I talked to about misery and they're like, what, like what? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, OK, you're you're not a true thriller or horror fan. So I'm just going to move past you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna pretend it's such that an iconic scene. Exactly, it's such a great scene, and just from that soundbite, what you can hear going on with it, there's. So I did some research, and I found, and in the book, it's actually different. Yes, but I love, I love again. Here we go again with Kathy Bates giving this amazing like. I don't know what you would call it, dialogue or, you know, again, she's at the head of the bed and she's just telling Paul like this story about hobbling and how like, and and that's all I can give you guys. Like I can't go into any more, but just the description she gives it, the music playing, Paul's expressions. I mean, and then they give you guys a glimpse of, you know, one of the things that she does and if if that's not a moment where it makes you cringe, I don't know what makes you cringe because that's <laughs> oh god, that's that that scene. <laughs> yes, I mean, and again, we talk about this film was it, it was filmed in 1990, but the graphics are still amazing because, yes. and and we told you what what they're what the mold is made out of, but. It is just so surreal that the acting is is phenomenal from both of them. But also you see the obsession and you hear it just even in that soundbite where she's just like, I love you, Paul. Like she's just so obsessed with him Yes, that she's afraid that he's going to leave because at this point he's found her, her memory lane book. Yep. <laughs> The memory lane. The memory lane. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy because you if you if you actually read the newsletter clips, you you come to find out how long Annie has been in this murdering spree. And she started young. Yeah. She started very young. Yes, she did. And and um she's afraid that now she, he now he knows and he's getting better. And so um, it, it's I, it's so scary just even hearing her like shushing him like shh, 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 it's okay yeah it'll be over soon <laughs> we just have one more you know like trying to like how can you calm him like he's he knows what's gonna happen and and at the end when she just tells him that she loves him so much it's like. You can really like tell that she does yeah. like completely obsessed with him. It's not love; it's obsession. It's it's mania. It's mania. The the crazy thing about it too, the whole time, like in that scene, like she does not break character. Like she stays she a stone wall. And yes, to me, like if I was in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. Like my my expressions would be totally different. You know what I mean? Like yes, one absolutely. would be like, "How the fuck did I just do that?" And then number two, I got to do this again. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. god, just uh, 
just totally amazing. And you know, when when I was reading about the the scene, they she they said that she even cried. Yeah. Before the scene came because she knew what she had to do and for her to have to get into that character, um, that they even had to advise her, like leave Annie Wilkes at the studio. Don't yep. take Annie with you because you have to dig so deep um, into that character that sometimes it's hard to, to get out of it. It's hard to get out when you're in so deep. That's um, it's it. That's really crazy, you know. Where the director has to to kind of you know tell her like, leave the character at the studio, and when you go home, you know you're Kathy, you're <laughs> you're not Annie, right? Um, right. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting, and I think you know if we if we ever get the opportunity to get Joanna back on the on the podcast, um, because I know we talked a little bit about it, you know, like her her research that she did, you know, to, to play the character of Christina and, you know, the shit that she had to go to. But I mean, you got to think about it. That was like a dark character, you know, in kingdom as well. So you could just imagine like what the fuck Kathy Bates was going through when she did this, when she did this role. So, you know, and, and, and she and Joanna going did such a wonderful job and she's such a wonderful person, but it was completely different than what she had done in the past. Yes. And she, Joanna Going has such a beautiful personality, just even talking to her, even on social media. She's such a beautiful person. And another one that had a, such a hard um, character to play was also Jonathan Tucker. And I'm hoping that we can still get him on one day. But him also, um, he had such a, a tough character to portray that it's, it is hard when you dig yourself so deep. And mind you, I'm, I'm not an actress. I've never even taken up drama. But um, it, it, to be able to have, to just throw yourself into this character so deep that you be, literally become them. And if you're single and you're at home, you can focus on that. But if you have a family, you, if you are married, if you have kids... I can't, I can't imagine how, I mean, if you want that character to be so authentic, I just can't believe that it would be easy on that, on the actor, let alone their family. And we see it time and time again, but even Jonathan Tucker, I mean, there's a lot of scenes where you could tell he was all in. Yep. I mean, and, and some of these scenes that Kathy Bates does it's, I could see that, you know, why the producer would say, we're, we're trying to kind of see you um, become this person that we've created. And we're, we're worried that you're taking any home. So, I mean, kudos to the producer as well, because they were so evolved into everybody's mental health that they went ahead and, and, and they brought that into their attention as well. Like don't get too caught up into this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very scary road, you know, and you don't want to get to the point of no return. And I mean, she's, she, obviously she was already a seasoned actress because she, she had already done a lot of Broadway. So she was very, very seasoned. And obviously um, Paul Shelton, James was also very seasoned, but it's different when you do get into these 
these type of characters can, that are that, that, that go so dark. It can it can take you in different places. I mean, you know, look at with um, Heath Ledger and the Joker. Mm-hmm. You know, they that one led to his death. Um, you know, and and you hear you know these true Hollywood stories and all these people that were around him at the time, and they were like, "Oh, he was." He was way in deep, you know, and deep. Mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a it's a scary thing what these actors go through, especially when they're playing those type of characters. Like, it's just you kind of wonder, like, what type of mental, you know, like what? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know the word to come up with, but you just it just makes you wonder, like, you know, what they're going through mentally when they're, you know, thinking about this character and becoming this character and mm-hmm. you know doing all these things and then like i said you've got some scenes that are pretty like they leave a stain on your brain you know that's a memory that's never gonna leave They're you intense. yeah oh yeah <laughs> so it, and that's why i love covering these kind of movies you know on, on your podcast because it it gives the actors is so much um, at least for for me and and for you, I know you and I both think of it the same way. It gives the actors the 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 attention that they deserve for everything that they've put in because they submerge themselves into these characters and physically. I mean, we we you know we talked to, to some of the cast in Kingdom and just physically what they had to physically. It's it's just draining. Yeah. Um, and and there's another scene that Kathy Bates um, is getting ready to do when she has the gun in in her in her pocket and and it's raining outside and she you could see that she was really submerged into Annie Wilkes' character because you you could see you could you could read the depression in her face and she's just completely submerged into Annie Wilkes and mentally it's just. It's a lot of work. It's oh, yeah. a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to get a little bit out of the dark area for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> because um, there's a part and in uh, in the movie, and I just absolutely loved it. I don't know why, but it just... Um, it just kind of hit me right in the fillers and I'm talking about our favorite deputy or sergeant or chief or uh, mayor or whatever. But um, how, 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 how cool was it seeing Buster when he goes into the, into the shop and you can tell this is a small town because did you catch what he did? When he goes and he pays? Yes. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? He goes and he goes to the register and pays himself. Yeah. Like I, I, he's all like, you know, refilling the, the, the shells. And he's like, you know, he goes and grabs a pop and just goes and pops it open. Yeah, that was so fucking cool. Like, he literally just grabs a soda. Then he goes to the cash register, pops open the register, pulls money totally out of his pocket. Shalon, right? Yeah, just no big deal. Like, he's done it like a, a hundred times. Yes, very comfortable. I just grabbing a pop and paying for it on his own. Talking about trust, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, one of the one of the scenes that I really like about Buster is you, Virginia takes a call and she's like, "I don't know where he is. I think he's having an affair somewhere." Yeah, <laughs> and so he shows up and he takes the call and he's like, "No, I'm not going to tell him. You're going to put a bench outside." Of course, they're going to sit on it. Right. So again, you're right. It's the small town mentality. These small little calls. And now he's got 
a missing person, a high profile missing person case. Yes. And he's doing, he's like, I, I love Buster. He does such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So guys, we are getting close to that time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you real quick on the subject of misery. Cause we're going to go into one more thing um, and kind of speed through it. But um, I'm going to talk to you about Don Perignon <laughs> and a little bit from Paul with his revenge. Remember how for all those years, nobody knew who Misery's real father was or if they'd ever be reunited. It's all right here. Does she finally marry Ian or will it be Winthorne? It's all right here. Holy smokes, talking about a cliffhanger. That's what we're going to leave you with, Funkaholics. And now we're going to go into a couple of things where me and Angela were talking about um, Run and why we felt Run was very similar to Misery. And I'm going to start off, and we kind of talked about it already, but one of the things that I noticed that was in common were the pills. Mm-hmm. What else did you notice, Angela? I, I, you know how she always locks the door on him. Mm, excellent. Because, because mind you, in in Annie Wilkes' home, she cuts the phone line. So where could he go? But she locks the door on him. Anna like did, Anna did the same thing. And Diane did the same thing to Chloe. Yeah, she went a little above and beyond, though. Like, didn't Diane even use, like, a garden hoe? Yep. To, to like, to you lock know, the put door. the lever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. Another, so that, that was one of the things that I noticed. Another thing that I noticed were needles. Syringes yes. were used in both movies. <laughs> yes. she. I mean, they love putting people to sleep. Right? <laughs> They will knock you the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you catch else? Did you catch anything else that was a? Uh... You know, and I know we talked about this earlier, but how they are both so delusional in thinking that you owe me. I do everything for you. Yes. Like, like it, it was kind of the, I do everything. I live for you. I the, What more can I do for you? And you still want to leave kind right. of mentality. <laughs> Yes, delusional, just complete delusion. Complete delusion. Um, Another thing that I noticed were um, the MacGyver skills and moves that Chloe and Paul share. (laughs) The bobby pin. The bobby pin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing in there was curiosity. Um, You know, when 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 you're a prisoner, you can't help but to start questioning things and, you know, you, you start to wonder. You, you want to take a look at things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the other one was the, um, uh, you know how they're kind of, they try to be a step ahead, but both Annie Wilkes and, and Diane, I mean, there are, I mean, miles ahead of the of, of their victims. Yes. Miles ahead. And they're thinking, and uh, again, I call them both victims because Chloe and Paul are both victims. But 
you're talking, they, they are dealing with masterminds mm-hmm. when it comes to this. And, and they just, even though they are miles ahead of their victims, how clever Chloe and Paul both really are. Yes. All that time, it gives them the moment to start really figuring things out and developing yeah. a plan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. We, we can go on and on about this one. But, Angela, you know where I'm going. We are running <laughs> out of time. It's the time. <laughs> it's the time. So, guys, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And it's from Annie Wilkes herself. When I was praying, God told me to get ready to be his replacement. How awesome was that part? <laughs> that one is my all-time favorite. And you guys, you have to watch just just even if it's that scene and the other most iconic scene because it's hilarious because he's he's like, you want it? Yeah. I mean, he's just pissed. <laughs> yeah, he Everything that he's gone through comes out at that moment. And kudos to Paul Shelton because he deserved that moment. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right, Funkaholics, well, we are all out of time. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are the Funkaholics Podcast. That's F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. Wherever, wherever you want to scratch that podcast itch, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, guys. You're very easy to find us. Wednesdays and Fridays, new episodes always drop. Angela, thank you again for being on here. Oh, my gosh. I just, it's one of my all-time favorite movies, so I'm so glad we got to cover it. Yes. And, guys, next Wednesday, we are going to be covering Angela's pick, which is Don't Tell a Soul. I am really Mm. looking forward to this one, so. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Um. I think that's all I got, Angela. Anything else you want to leave us with? You know, I know that you guys are all having some horrible weather and everybody else. I don't know where this weather's coming from, but please, please stay warm and be safe out there. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate that. Everybody, we'll see you again very soon. <laughs> <laughs>